We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 50 is going to be from Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 through 29. Every time the scripture records, in Christ, it is making reference to the necessity of baptism for salvation, either indirectly or directly, because baptism is how we get into Christ and put him on. Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 through 29. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ Jesus have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. In Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 through 29, it is very clear how one gets into Christ. For as for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Notice that the only way into Christ is to be baptized into him. Every time the scripture records in Christ is making reference to the necessity of baptism for salvation, either indirectly or directly, because baptism is how we get into Christ and put him on. If baptism is not necessary for salvation, then one would be saying that you could be saved while being outside of Christ. And we know the absurdity of that statement. In John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way the truth and the life, and no one comes unto the Father except by me. In John chapter 15, we are told that we can do nothing apart from Christ. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13, is we are told that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so we see that the only way that we have anything to offer is to be in Christ. Christ is everything to us. And if we are not in him, then we have absolutely nothing. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Notice that we have to be in Christ, according to verse 26, in order to be sons of God through faith. If we are not in Christ, then we are not sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Now, the words in Christ are used over and over and over and over again throughout the New Testament. And it would be my <clears throat> charge to you today to study each and every one of them for yourselves. Read the whole New Testament and look at every time the words in Christ are used. And look at how many times that we see a picture of baptism in the words in Christ. And we see how salvation ties to it. We're just going to look at a few today. We're going to look at Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. 
How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Notice in verse 3 again, it says, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Notice again that we get into Christ when we are baptized. Verse 4, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. In Romans chapter 6, we see this concept of newness of life. If we go over to John chapter 3, we see that one must be reborn in order to inherit the kingdom of God. In First Peter chapter 3 and verse 21, it says, The light figure unto baptism does not also save, not the putting away the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. In <clears throat> Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be condemned. And so we see the order to which salvation happens. It happens when we're buried with him. It happens when we get into him. It happens when we have our sins forgiven. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. Why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Every time the scripture records in Christ, it is making reference to the necessity of baptism for salvation, either indirectly or directly, because baptism is how we get into Christ and put him on. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 5, it says, For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord knows how we are alive to God. We're alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And we get into him when we are baptized into Christ Jesus. This is where we put him on. Even here in Romans chapter 6 and verse 3, it says, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Going back down to verse 11 of Romans chapter 6, Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Unless we have been baptized into Christ Jesus, we are not alive toward God. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Notice this. There is... Therefore, now, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Why is there no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus? Well, you've been baptized into him. You have put him on. You have been placed inside of Christ, where all spiritual blessings are, according to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. And so, you have your sins washed away. They have been forgiven you. And you are a new creature, a new person that is coming up out of that water. Matter of fact, according to Paul in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yea, not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And so, according to Paul, when you come up out of that water, you put yourself to death 
so that Christ can live through you. You are now in Christ Jesus. And because of this, there is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ. If we're living the way that he wants us to live and we have been obedient to what he wants us to be obedient to, there will be no condemnation for those people because Christ is living through them. In Romans chapter 8, verses 37 through 39, it says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Notice the word through. The word through and into are practically the same word. Yet in all these things we are made more than conquerors in him who loved us, through him who loved us. So we are only conquerors when we are in him, and we are baptized into him, according to Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 through 29, and Romans chapter 6 and verse 3. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor heights, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Notice the love of God is only in one place. It is in Christ Jesus. So we can only tap into the love of God when we've been baptized into Christ. This is why it is necessary for salvation and why salvation cannot happen apart from it is God's love is only for those that are in Christ. Going on to Romans chapter 12 verses 1 through 5. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, though through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Notice that we are one body in Christ. And when Christ when we are baptized, Christ adds us to the Lord's church. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 47. <clears throat> Read with me Acts chapter 2 and verse 47. Acts chapter praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as those were being saved. Let me read that one more time. Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. And so we see here in Romans chapter 12 and verse 5, so we being many are one body in Christ because he added us to his body, which is the church when we were baptized into him, when we were saved. And the Lord added to the church daily such as were being saved. Well, how were they saved in Acts chapter 2? Peter told them how to be saved when in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, when he said, Repent and let each one of you be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You see, when sins were forgiven, then they were, they were saved. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 41, we see, Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day, 3,000 souls were added to them. When they were added to the body, Christ saved them, such as were being saved. And so we see that every time the scripture records in Christ, it is making reference to the necessity of baptism for salvation, either indirectly or directly, because baptism is how we get into 
Christ and put him on. In Romans chapter 12, in Romans chapter 15 and verse 17, it says, Therefore, I have reason to glory in Christ Jesus in the things which pertain to God. Notice why Paul had reason to glory, because he was in Christ Jesus. He died in that watery grave of baptism when he was crucified. Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. And when God raised him up out of that water, it was no longer him. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. It was Christ living through him. And so now he has reason to glory because Christ is living through him. He is now in Christ Jesus. They don't see Paul. They see Christ when he lives the way that he needs to live. In Romans chapter 16 and verse 7, it says, Greet Anopicus and Juna, my countrymen and my fellow prisoners who are of the note among the apostles who also were in Christ before me. And so in Romans chapter 16 and verse 7, it's recognizing that there were some people that were baptized before Paul. They were in Christ before Paul. And if Galatians chapter 3 verses 26 through 29 says that we're baptized into Christ, and Romans chapter 6 and verse 3 says that we are baptized into Christ, then this means that these people that were Christians before Paul became a Christian. In Ephesians chapter 1 verses 1 through 3, we see this. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. One of the reasons why baptism is absolutely necessary for salvation is all heavenly blessings, spiritual blessings, are in Christ. There are no spiritual blessings outside of Christ. All of them are in Christ. And so if we expect to go to heaven, then we must be in Christ because heaven is going to be a spiritual blessing. So every time the scripture records in Christ, it is making reference to the necessity of baptism for salvation, either indirectly or directly, because baptism is how we get into Christ and put him on. If one is to say that one can be ba- can be saved before baptism, ba- being baptized, then he is saying he can be saved before he is in Christ Jesus. I want to exhort everyone that's listening to this podcast today to read through the New Testament and just take note of every time the words in Christ are used as it relates to salvation, as it relates to the context of what's going on, and look at it and see what it's saying. Because Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 through 29 say once more, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are of Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You see, it is in baptism where we get into Christ that we become heirs of the seed of Abraham and heirs according to the promise. This is so as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So as we go about our lives today, Let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. 
This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.